succeed, but you have to live with yourself. Welcome to Magic Explains It All, a podcast where we brag about our RPG characters and creation skills or lack thereof. I'm your host, Brad, and uh, today's uh, catchphrase was submitted by GM Tim. You can find him on Twitter at uh, GM Tim D. Uh, so go and uh, give him a shout out. Thanks, Tim, for the uh, submission. Really appreciate it. And uh, today I'm really excited about our guest. Uh, he's getting a master's, but still somehow finds time to like attend every session. Uh, please welcome Dylan. Hi, good to be here. Uh, it's more like I attend the sessions and then somehow still find my way to school, though. Um, it's a little bit of the other way around. I mean, it's still <laughs> really, really impressive. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, so Dylan plays with me in, I guess, a couple of campaigns now. Yeah, it's the uh, second one just started a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also do a little one-off that we've only done once, but... Yeah, every once in a while. I, but, I'm hoping another one comes up pretty soon. Yeah. And you're we're going to be actually talking about uh, a character of yours that's not in the, um, what's it called, the campaign that... Uh, we started in there that uh, you're in the same campaigns as like myself and Chris and Zeke and all them. Right. But we're going to talk about, I guess we're all in the same campaign. And the other <laughs> campaign we're all a part of. Before we get into your character, though, I kind of want to just hear like how you got into playing uh, role-playing games or uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, so I, I actually have only ever done Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I've never done any of the other role-playing games out there. But how I got into it was really directly into Dungeons and Dragons. I I found a video of just some people playing its game trailers, which I had never heard of before. They they do a bunch of uh, online stuff for reviews on games, and they decided to start a D and D video podcast. Kind of uh, you just you got to sit there and watch them play, which isn't as eventful with D and D, but it's still pretty fun. And their world was just crazy in depth uh in story wise so i watched all that and i watched adventure zone and then i ended up actually doing my own one-off i was the dm of one campaign for a few of my friends uh they were from out of town so it didn't end up kicking off but that was kind of my first game that i ever had your first game was uh, you actually DMing. Yeah, I DM'd the first game. Um, it did not go well. I mean, that's yeah, it's it's okay. Like, I mean, that's pretty intimidating, but it's also kind of cool that you uh, stepped up and were like brave enough to even try that. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I read the player's handbook and I was like, I got this because uh, obviously, obviously, I had it sitting there the whole time, so I could reference every single step because <laughs> uh, I didn't know what I was doing really, but. Yeah, I, I just thought, you know, I'm going to just go out and try because I didn't know anybody else who played and I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So you got to start somewhere. Yeah, for sure. We did the one-off where I tried to DM and it, I felt like it did not go well either. And I, so I know that it's like super uh, tough to just think of everything. And I, I can't imagine having no background knowledge and yeah. then trying to uh dm or gm like that's because you try to you try to think of everything Mm -hmm. and the problem is that's the wrong way to go because then they're immediately going to come up with something your players are going to come up with something immediately that is completely off from what you were trying totally i kind of equate it to uh making rubrics for my students like and where you have to like try to i think of everything that they could like not do right somehow every student or every time one student comes up with a way that like is not even on the rubric is like 
I don't even know how to grade this, so yeah, that's that's okay, I guess. They look at your rubric and they're like, "How can I do this wrong?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How can I mess this up and just make it a nightmare for him to grade? Oh yeah, um, that's awesome. So you uh, so you watch a lot of the videos and kind of I uh, kind of got yourself acquainted with the way that they were uh, doing. As yeah. you said, that was like game trailers. Yeah, it was a like game trailers. Uh, they had like three hour long episodes. It was kind of crazy. Oh man, um, it ended up it was. They just went into the wildest tangents. At one point, one of the characters was actually a robot version of another character, oh, and man. it was <laughs> and one like chopped off his arm, and they never they never figured out how to replace it. So he just battled without an arm. I don't know. Um, somehow that got me hooked into it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, just just being able to be like, well, whatever. We'll just uh, we'll yeah. just go on. <laughs> and then I watched the. Uh, college humor has one that they do i've watched that one and okay. right now i'm list- i actually was just listening earlier today to uh not another D podcast I, okay i just saw that one like pop up on my uh i was looking through stuff on itunes and that one just popped up and yeah. i saw that it was head gum and that was like the two guys that were from college humor they're the ones that started head gum oh are they really? yeah it's a uh, jake and amir did you ever watch that oh yeah I okay love them. so they were the one that's st- the ones that started head gum and i saw none other D podcast with uh, their little uh broadcasting thing i was yeah. like maybe i'll have to check that out jake so. is uh one of them in it actually oh he is yeah he actually played oh yeah it's okay. his first campaign i ever do all right, now I really do have to yeah, listen. It's, it's really funny. So in this podcast, we suggest you go listen to other podcasts. And, <laughs> and then come back to this one and to come, get more recommendations. Exactly. And then, yeah, on this show, we do like to brag about ourselves, kind of just be able to talk about our characters because in-game talking about characters can be uh, kind of annoying if you just want to just talk about yourself or just do things that are just for yourself. So that's why we have this uh, little channel. So uh, let's kind of dive into your character, Dylan. Uh, this character, you told me his name was Ace Swordborn. So tell me a little about him, like what he looks like, kind of just uh, basic stuff about him. Yeah. Um, so with Ace, I kind of wanted to go, I had done the the gnomes and I had done before like the the weird characters and the orcs and i wanted to go with like putting an average person in a really weird fantasy world Mm -hmm. so um ace is a human warlock and he kind of i imagined like a Jon snow person okay like he's he's pretty awesome but at the same time like he's a human kind of like black long hair has a cloak i imagine him like on the on the wall has like a heavy cloak all the time um that kind of look and he just kind of looks like your average human but he's always surrounded by these like crazy changelings and orcs and uh gnomes halflings all kinds of stuff that uh, kind of throw him off okay so you're saying that he's really not used to being around uh, those different races, or is it just more like what? What do you mean by yeah, like it so, throws him off? Like, um, kind of in his backstory, how how I've set it up is that he he doesn't really feel like he's as good as these other races because like elves they live for hundreds and hundreds of years and mm. they like master different things and um, every race kind of has their specialty, but even in the even in the mechanics of the game, humans don't really have a specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a jack of all trades. So I wanted to play on that and kind of show that he kind of feels inferior and feels like he has to earn his place 
gotcha. in this world with like a bunch of other different races that have all their specialties and he's just kind of uh a little bit good at everything and yeah. he has to earn that place well he kind of is a little bit special because he is a warlock so what's the uh yeah. like what what was the uh you now you said that you wanted to make somebody that was kind of uh more human more just like average everyday person within a D game what, what mm-hmm. kind of drove the decision to make warlock though yeah so warlock was based on the backstory i kind of I usually make the backstory for the character, okay. and then I will um, figure out a class and a race from that. Okay. So with with that, he actually was not a warlock until very recently, okay. which is, he's a very low level character right now. So he didn't become a warlock until he hit level one, mm-hmm. and he went to a little bit more backstory on him right now. He went to an adventuring academy where he learned how to like get skills and stuff but he actually didn't have a class this is sorry this is really funny to me just because there's another character that zeke plays in this uh, campaign that is always talking about the academy and yet you're the one that actually went to the Mm -hmm. academy but you don't really ever talk about it and so the first thing that uh tari zeke's character asked me was oh so where are you from i told him i just got done at the academy and Every sentence out of his mouth after that was, "Oh yeah, I'm from the academy. I went to the." And then he would always look at me, like asking questions <laughs> about it, so he could like extend the lie to other people. I'm really excited to have that character and like on this show, just because. Oh yeah, you never know what you're gonna get with Zeke. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, let's go back to uh, a. So we went to uh, since we're kind of a good point. Let's do the uh, backstory. Like, kind of give me the rundown okay. on like uh, what your character's been through so far. Yeah. So, as a kid, he was taking he was taken to this school because his parents were adventurers, and they wanted to go out and adventure. And the school is actually called um, the let me see if I can get this right the Murray, Major Larray King Junior's um, School for Adventurers and Orphans. Nice. So uh, most adventurers kids are going to end up being orphans at some point. So it's kind <laughs> of an adventuring and orphan school. <laughs> He was sent there, and just like most of the adventures that go there, while his parents were on an adventure, they died. Then he spent the rest of his uh, childhood here trying to like harness his skills and stuff, and a lot of his time was just like trying to figure out what kind of class he wanted to be. Like, did he want to be a fighter? Did he want to be a wizard? And um, it took him until he left to actually figure that part out. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the school, there was a graduation that he went to and he failed which expel expels him from the school and he didn't actually graduate and after that he came upon a book that he didn't know how to read whenever he opened the book he kind of asked it for power and the deity or i don't know yet um gave him that power i'm kind of leaving that up to the dm to decide okay who the patron is that gave me that power and i'm just allowing whoever it is to funnel it and he essentially he wanted the power but he didn't care where it came from Mm, so after he failed the school then he felt like he even more needed to prove himself Mm -hmm. and so that's why he kind of warlock kind of was chosen to him not Mm -hmm. necessarily uh by him just more of like right this is here uh and now uh now he has it yeah he's gonna have to learn through because his classmates they were 
rogues they were sorcerers and wizards and he didn't ever really have a segment that he fit into so now mm-hmm. he does and now he can get really good at it and show that he actually is a really good person in this world with like all these other races and classes that are going out on adventures and mm-hmm. doing great things i love that your school is a school for adventures kids because oh, they're yeah. eventually going to be orphans and well plus where are you going to put your kids if you're out on adventures right and also it's just it kind of feeds into that thing of like uh and and dungeons and dragons like it's the most the most dangerous thing to be is a parent <laughs> yes and I, I love that you incorporate that into the uh into the school that's that's really cool so he is going to having to like figure all that out like uh mm-hmm. basically when he said the book kind of gave him the power does he still have the book on yes, him he okay. still has the book and the only word he can read out of the book is fey um so his assumption right now is that it's something in the fey wild or a fey deity of some sort okay but uh i really just i left that up to the the dm chris uh who was in the last episode mm-hmm. or in a previous episode i don't know the order these are coming out I don't know either. <laughs> Actually, this will be yeah, this will be number three. So okay, um, so yeah, he he's the DM, and I just told him, hey, uh, give me something cool cool to roll with. I think that really works well with him because like his warlock character that we talked about last week, um, his warlock character kind of does the same with uh, Zeke, right. uh, who DMs that one, and I think that's really cool to kind of let the like I said on that episode, like let the DM kind of play also. It kind of gives mm-hmm. them some like some leeway to like m- kind of have some influence on the characters and not just that's a story driven is not the way to describe it, but it's uh, more like character driven, like right. being able to kind of direct characters mm-hmm. in certain ways, but uh, kind of off in the background where it's not obvious to all the other characters. I really like that element mm-hmm. of it. Let's kind of hop into like kind of your reasoning behind um, the creation of Ace. Like, what kind of inspired you to uh, kind of create a character like this? You said earlier that it was like you wanted a human mm-hmm. uh, that was able to um, like kind of everyday Joe, like or everyday Joe right. that's like here in um, like in non D and D worlds. You know, uh, what? kind of drove you to making the decision of like warlock and having as like something from a book to give him the power Mm -hmm. what inspired you for that yeah that part was um it was more trying to figure out how is this character going to get power Mm -hmm. because he really wants the power um and he's gonna try to get it in every way he possibly can and i actually searched through probably every class uh just flipping through my player's handbook trying to find which would best fit with this this storyline and how can he just get powers out of nowhere because as a fighter you probably have to train for years to get that as as a wizard you have to read books all the time trying to figure that out a rogue is probably part of some thieves guild but a warlock you just give yourself over to some patron who is going to give you powers mm-hmm. um it was really the the one that fit best with this and really allowed him to just get him out of nowhere that's something i'm kind of scared of now especially yeah. with both of your characters <laughs> in two separate campaigns like mm-hmm. i'm i'm traveling with two warlocks and i'm really not sure how that's gonna go so kind of frightened by that but yeah um i mean just like chris's warlock if if my deity were to tell me to do something and he was going to threaten to take away my powers, definitely going to do that. I don't care what it is. 
so I'm kind of imagining like the I've listened to a lot of uh, Glass Cannon podcasts. Another shout out to another podcast. (laughs) But in theirs, uh, there's a paladin that's like that loses his powers because he doesn't do something of like what his uh, deities um, like choosing. So I imagine like kind of warlock is just kind of like a more neutral or like somewhat eviler version of a paladin. If that make, does that yeah, kind of yeah i would see that because with a paladin most paladins are good you can mm-hmm. have an evil paladin but most of the time they are kind of worshiping whoever is giving them this power whereas a warlock you're kind of in a pact with them mm-hmm. it's a it's a different concept whereas one seems like oh i want to give this over i want to give myself over to this deity and the other ones this deity has me in a bind yeah this is going to be kind of tough to answer because you're mm-hmm. not really sure about uh, your deity and like what um, what they're going to do. But what do you see as like Ace's um, motivations or kind of goals going forward? Ace's motivations are really just to prove himself. Um, and in this campaign, that really just means showing his party members that he can, he can perform at least as good as they can. Uh, actually looking forward to we have we have another session coming up in a few days and we're about to run into some goblins and a speaks goblin so yeah i don't think any of the other party members do so it's gonna give it's gonna be his first chance that he can go out and like try to show that he can do something with his charisma and uh he can he can be that person he can contribute so man that's a i think that's going from what i know about uh, Tari and my character and your character now it's just such a I feel like so many people in that uh, in that campaign are all struggling with identity yes and it's a, such a common theme like and, and what's really funny is like nobody like consulted anyone else <laughs> no. on their character creation and this is just how it kind of turned out so uh, I think that's gonna be really good for story wise going mm-hmm. forward but it'll be it'll it would kind of be weird when it all comes to a head where everybody's like trying to establish themselves. And Mm -hmm. so, especially if your deity decides to show up at that time. So, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be tricky. Uh, at this point, I don't know if my character would just kill everybody if the deity asked him to, Mm -hmm. uh, not that he would be able to, but he might, uh, it would really just come up to, is he going to take away my powers if I don't do this? He probably would. Uh, What's your what's your alignment? Mm, I believe it's neutral good or neutral good is or the other way around good neutral. I don't remember how it's. I think neutral good. Yeah, neutral. There's yeah, neutral good is something. Yeah, that's what it, that's what he is then. Okay. I always forget. I kind of I kind of remember the backstory and I don't remember like the, the bonds and um, I, ideals. Or yeah, anything. I do the same because like I it's tough to say like oh my character is neutral or good so i'm going to act that way because of that alignment i'm more yeah. just do it based off of like their history and their past i'm not really i've i haven't really played in uh, many other campaigns than like the group that we've played with so i'm not sure how that looks outside of our campaign if that like really plays mm-hmm. a big role so i feel like most of the time it's just it's a general directive for the player mm-hmm. to help them out but Really, you don't need you don't need to be told that your player is good. Yeah, they just they just are. Yeah, 
or truly evil. So. Yeah. <laughs> if they're truly evil, you know they're truly evil. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, what about some uh, favorite uh, in-game moments? I didn't really have a chance to ask this to Chris just because his character was really, really new, but mm-hmm. I know yours is also really new. What, uh, what, favorite, what are your kind of favorite in-game moments with your character or future moments that you could see? Yeah, I feel like my favorite moment that's happened so far is Tari, which is Zeke's character, um, just taking over my entire identity straight off. Uh, within the first five minutes of meeting everybody, he has told everybody that we both went to the academy, and I just met this person, and I de- he definitely didn't go to the academy, and he's talking about these professors and that he's out in the wild. And, I'm like, who is this person and what is he doing? I have no idea, but I I went along with it. Yeah, I was going to say, you uh, you played it off really well. Like, everybody, uh, except for my character, my character got to know Z's character a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But Ace kind of played it off as like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, he was, yeah, he was there kind of. You made it seem like that he was there, but after school, you know how, like, in after high school like freshmen like they're going off to college they're like oh i'm i'm be way different than i was in high school yeah it feels like tari was trying to do that and mm-hmm. ace was just like his friend from high school that was like you act different now <laughs> yeah i i feel that what i was trying to do is just like i didn't want to throw him under the bus mm-hmm. in the first session yeah i didn't want to be like this guy is a complete liar and we need to ditch him uh i just I had no reason to suspect that he was this evil guy. He seemed like a really nervous person that was just trying to yeah. be included. So I, I didn't want to not include him. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting. What, what future moments uh, do you kind of look forward to with your character? I really look forward to uh, getting this familiar. Uh, I'm level two right now, but a level three warlock you get to choose between three subclasses. Okay. And the one I'm going to choose, you get a familiar that you can do a ritual summon for. Mm-hmm. Basically, they can do everything except attack. Um, if They can attack, but you have to use your attack, and it, it just yeah. it's not worth it. Kind of makes it messy. Uh, but they can, do, they can scout ahead. They can grab yeah. things for you, and you can make different animals be your familiar. It doesn't have to be one animal. Uh so I'm really excited for that yeah. and how that's going to play into it. For sure. Just make sure it's not a wood raven. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> fall flat on its face. Yeah. Uh, for listeners that don't know, uh, my character that uh, Dylan has uh, played with me before in, a other, in the, another campaign was Magic Johnson, and we got a raven uh, that could scry. It was just a wood raven. I thought it could magically fly, and I tossed it thinking it would fly and it fell flat in space so hopefully uh dylan's character ace is a lot luckier than uh magic johnson so uh just to elaborate on that i i believe i remember you just stayed in the scry um after the raven fell on its face it fell on its face <laughs> yeah. uh, i think you rolled pretty low on your perception check that oh that's yeah. what was happening mm-hmm. and so you just stayed there and yeah. just kind of had black vision for a while yeah yeah i was and then, like, when I reported back, it's really dark up there, guys. Just just be real careful. And it's, like, bright daylight outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good times. So let's, uh, as we kind of move to the end here, um, what advice do you have for uh, listeners kind of uh, mm-hmm. that are wanting to either make a warlock or kind of go with the human 
let's start with uh let's start with warlock first mm -hmm. like as far as making uh someone of that class what advice would you kind of give people that are looking to make that class be ready for a lot of upfront work uh because with the warlock the spell slots and spells don't really work the same as other classes so if you're used to those it might be a little confusing mm -hmm. uh basically how how i understand it is instead of getting a certain number of spell slots per level you have a certain number of spells you can do regardless of the level so you might have two spells you can do regardless of the level of spell that is and it, it just is a little weird um how it works so expect a lot of upfront work but it pays off <laughs> because i'm i'm only level two right now and i feel like extremely powerful as a <laughs> warlock so it, it definitely pays off um i've been told that as you get higher in the warlock levels you start getting less but yeah. I, I plan to just multi-class as soon as that starts happening yeah that's probably a a good call like mm -hmm. I mean, then you can kind of add some uh, variety to it. I've, right. Uh, that's why I've always chosen clerics. Or, like, I chose uh, two clerics. Actually, no. I'm on my third cleric now. Um, just because I know that eventually they'll get, like, really, really strong. Mm -hmm. But my clerics never make it to those yeah. levels. <laughs> but let's uh, talk about uh, the human race that you chose. Mm -hmm. Like, what advice would you kind of get? Since they're not a specialty of any yeah. kind or they don't have like any special abilities like the other races what advice would you kind of give players that are looking to make that race i would say don't disregard the human um a lot of people do if you're looking to make a, a human in the fantasy world then make put a spin on it uh it doesn't have to be a normal human or an average human it could be like uh, they, they can still have something special about them even if they're human uh, I chose to make like the most average human just because <laughs> I thought it was funny to have this just a regular human in the fantasy world that yeah. was trying to get along. Uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are so many different ways you can go with it, just like there are so many different humans in the world. So don't disregard the human just because it's like, oh, well, we already have that. Why would I want to make an orc or an elf or yeah. some sort of Tolkien character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trying to make it as Lord of the Rings as possible. Exactly. All right, and then uh, just in general from your experience as a DM mm -hmm. and as a player, what would you kind of general advice that you give mm -hmm. to players? like? General advice, I would say if you're wanting to play, just go for it. Uh, you don't have to wait around. Every single person that I've talked to about Dungeons & Dragons that doesn't play either says, oh, yeah, I've always thought that was interesting or, yeah, I've always wanted to play that, uh, but never really make the step to play. Mm -hmm. And I've never played with anybody who didn't like it so i would say just go out and ask some people if they want to play with you because most likely they'll agree and they'll have heard about it before and wanted to play it's interesting that you say that because yeah i've never i've never met somebody that's like that's played it and is like yeah i play i guess and it's like yeah. really like upset about it you know it's like this chore that they have to mm -hmm. do but they're usually pretty excited about yeah. it well, because you can, you can go so many different ways for it. If you like the role play, you can do that. If you like the combat, you do that. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of everything. So I would say just, just go out there and play if you want to play. Awesome. Well, Dylan, 
appreciate you having like coming on and uh swinging by to be on the podcast Yeah, thanks for having me on i always like talking about my own characters exactly and that's why we do the show everybody um i don't know if the at the beginning when i said uh please welcome dylan i never know how to start the show because like whenever i say please welcome i'm like there should be a pause here but i don't have a soundboard so i guess yeah, i just like you just need like a get ready to rumble sound yes sound key. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'll work on that. Maybe uh, Sirenscape can uh, hook us up or something. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming by, Dylan. Uh, This has been uh, Magic Explains It All, where we all get to brag about our characters. And if you have a character that you'd like to uh, submit to us so that we can talk about it uh, in a future episode where we feature a a DM or GM just talking about uh, different characters, uh, tweet at us with the hashtag Magic Explains. If you would like to have a catchphrase read out at the beginning of the episode like uh, GM Tim did today, uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes with the catchphrase included in the description, and we'll read it off on air and give you a nice little shout-out. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Produced by B-Roll Audio, the best background noise. You can find us on Twitter at B-Roll Audio.